Alright, I'm gonna be your host, Saeed. I'm the uh, budding entrepreneur who believes in self-education and globalization of the market. I'm also tech-savvy, building my first app right now. Um, really, in the sense that I started this podcast was a reminder to myself of all the lessons that are in the books read over the past. And similar in the sense that a lot of lessons get pushed under because you never really express them. And what, once you start uh, putting stuff out, it's like uh, it becomes a way of life for you. But before going into all, I'm going to pass it over to my co-host, Aurangzeb Sohail, who's going to introduce himself. Over to Aurangzeb. Hi there. So my name is Aurangzeb. As uh, mentioned, I'll be co-hosting uh, this conversation for, uh, I don't know, how many next days. So um, I am actually the co-founder of uh, the digital marketing agency uh, that we founded together, Boys uh, and I. So that was one of the clients that was a digital marketing agency that was built uh, four years ago. And uh, just uh, in our hopes of uh, becoming a successful entrepreneur, uh, and uh, we both have actually uh, just transgressed a bit uh, from the traditional uh, university. We're still doing that, but uh, we are always looking to improve ourselves uh, and business books. And uh, just like to share with the in the basic sense, um, we're people who don't really believe in the education model that the that our society has set up for us. That doesn't really guide you towards the principles that are going to help you succeed in life, as such, or help you achieve the mass amount of uh, gains financially that you'd like to achieve. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, I'm gonna pass it over to Aurangzeb, who's gonna be mediating our whole discussion on the yep. book called "The Richest Man in Babylon," which is one of the books that has been set in stone as one of the basic, one of the books that holds the basic principles of business as such. And if, anyone who wants a mindset for business in general, and like just the principles that have been here. Yeah. So uh, just, uh, anyhow, we're gonna summarize it for you. Uh, so sorry for cutting you. Before I, sorry for cutting you, but uh, the richest man in Babylon uh, is more centered towards the, the money making principles, which of course is essential for any business uh, that has flourished. And uh, the main agenda. Uh, we are going to talk about is uh, how what was money before and how it has it changed and uh, how can we get more of it how can we keep more of it and how can we keep multiplying it so uh, mm -hmm. this is what this book actually goes through and uh, the first question the first rule of saving money and uh, that one that was like a real that was like a real 
Uh, all right, you're good. All right, so one thing that we forgot to do was give a shout out to the author of this book, George S. Clarkson. Because, yeah. <laughs> anyway, just just giving giving a shout out to his legacy and all that stuff. But how I wanted to move forward with this podcast in general was the fact that okay. we go the first big, yeah, the first money making principle. Mm-hmm. So then, and then I'll take a few seconds. Yeah. So um, starting out with the book, the first thing you read is that the first step is to seek what you're looking for for anything in life in general if you're not looking for something that you want to achieve you got to start looking for it so kind of like how this lays down in our um in 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 our context is the fact that if you're if you want to make money the first thing is you got to start looking for ways to make money so you you can't really just be doing The first step is to seek what you're looking for. So if you're looking for mass wealth and something that anything in general, if you're looking for happiness, if you're looking for love, if you're looking for anything in life in general, the first step is to start it. So you can't really be, so putting this thing into context, if you're in a business environment and you really, uh, if you're in business environment where you're working a nine to five job and you want to and you're looking for uh for financial independence or financial freedom the first step is to start looking for ways through which you can leave that life and eventually start your own business or whatever possible way you'd be able to exit that hemisphere um i love your two cents on the on that yes so basically yeah, the principles of, uh, of seeking out stuff is very important. Uh, it's basically something encouraged in a similar book I read, uh, I can go which might really help. Um, so what Think and Grow Rich really did was uh, encapsulate the process of constant affirmations. Like even before going to bed, you're constantly in a journal or every time you wake up in the morning you're constantly reminding yourself what your goal is you're writing it down so it stays there and uh, you know that it's achievable and it's a realistic target so if you're gonna make money each day before you go to sleep and when you wake up you keep writing I am going to achieve a lot of financial success every day you keep writing and it's basic this is what actually Tony Robbins does in his uh, priming uh, technique in the morning right so yeah so I completely agree like this 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 first step is the affirmation process so you want something write it down and then go for it simple Um, this book is going to have a lot of anecdotes um, from ancient Babylon and all of those anecdotes in a sense give you morals or principles that people in Babylon used to accumulate the wealth that they did back For example. in the age. Um so starting out one of the principles that's highlighted throughout the book is saving one tenth of your wealth 
um, and using it for investments later on. And it's kind of like one of the other principles highlighted that correlates to this one. And we're gonna dive deep into that uh, throughout our conversation. But it was like making money work for you and making the children of money work for you as well. So it's really interesting, whole concept of it. basically how we can improve ourselves in learning and basically what, what, what we're trying to do with this podcast is trying to uh, pass on what we've learned and uh, in a much more simplified way you can use your skills and uh, ensure that you have a reliable income stream so mm-hmm. that's exactly what this book taught us so uh, yeah so that was a good story yeah. Okay. Uh, right. So, uh, could you expand on uh, we'll start by what you said in the first sentence about uh, saving one tenth of uh, the income, and uh, how can we actually save one tenth? And is it like feasible? So, starting off with the first chapter, the principle that in this book is about seeking what you're looking for. I heard something similar in other books that I've read about the law of attraction and basically what this principle highlights to is the same thing law of attraction highlights to. It's kind of like what what you're thinking of or what you're thinking. Uh, I didn't put that in the good words. Anyhow, it's, it's like if you're seeking wealth or if you're seeking to exit that nine to five job for financial freedom freedom the first step is the first step is to actually start working for yeah and saving and yeah so like you can go on like if you save enough like there's always that save something for the rainy day but but you know you just don't save you invest actually We'll get to that. Uh, first step is saving one tenth because one tenth doesn't seem like a big amount. So if you earn like five hundred dollars, one your bank. Just put it in a sacred amount that sacred, significant at first because you could say, well, one tenth won't make a difference, but it does due to the compounding effect of money. And we'll talk later about why you should not only save, but you should also invest. But the first money-making principle is to save one-tenth of thy income. And uh, what are you two cents on it? Although one of the first things that I saw in this book, and I, I wrote it down straight away, was that the first thing, the first step was there was like two people. One of the guys uh, was... One of the individuals in the story, in the anecdote of the book, was someone who built chariots back in the day for the nobles and the rich of Babylon. And he was sitting with a musician against the wall, against the wall of Babylon. Like Babylon was a city that was surrounded by walls, and that's that's one of its key features as. I don't know where I'm going with this, but they think that they were both talking about how they weren't rich 
and how certain people wear it. And while they were pondering over the whole thing, they realized that the fact that they weren't rich is the fact why they weren't rich in comparison to those who were rich is that the people who were actually rich were looking for ways to become rich because all they knew for their lives because uh, all they were doing were just pursuing their nine to fives I, so if I were to compare this to the current the modern, yeah the modern world the modern world or bring this into context to the modern world um, in retrospect they were just pursuing their nine to fives without looking for a way for financial freedom or looking for a way to amass wealth so that they could leave their careers and such because that's one of the things that a lot of us uh, the Manel the millennials the gen z it's basically a struggling point right basically it's a struggling point and even though i'm diverting from it i feel like i don't know anyhow they were just talking about how someone from their high school actually became they didn't have high school back then but they were they had like a similar mentor and one of their peers became whose whose name was arkad actually became one of the richest people in Babylon and the reason why was because he started looking for opportunities and opportunities in general that could make him rich yeah and basically he learned from the principles of the first person who was very rich in Babylon right uh, i don't uh, yeah. recall his exact name uh, but he gave mm-hmm. him some principles and uh, yeah. They were, they were so embedded into his mind that he was able to uh, look after his uh, empire after his death. So, mm-hmm. um, so he, how the, I kind of like remember a bit more about the anecdote in general. Uh, Arka actually started uh, his job as someone who wrote on tablets back in the day. So back in the day, they used to inscribe tablets rather than having paper. So Arkad was actually uh, someone who, but that isn't the important part. Anyhow, um, he met um, his first mentor there and his yeah. he, he met his mentor that he could do all his, all, all the work for him in one day, which was seemingly an impossible job, but he did it. And for all of that, all he asked for in return was the wisdom of his mentor. And the person wasn't his mentor in a sense back then. He was just some rich dude. But he he was willing to become his mentor, seeing his dedication to yeah. his craft. And so basically the first principle he gave him was uh, to save one-tenth of his income and come mm-hmm. back to him after a year. Exactly. So after a year... Which he did, one, yeah? Which, which he did. Yeah. But then he committed another mistake, right? Uh, that is entrenched in the second principle. And uh, would you elaborate on that? Is that don't trust your money with people who have no knowledge of the subject. So yep. you yep. wouldn't. So you wouldn't go to a brick maker if you were sick and you wanted medicine in general. It's the, it's the basic principle I heard. So what he, he did was he trusted a brick maker to buy. We were talking about how Arka mm-hmm. found his mentor while he was working as a scribe 
describing if that's a word describing the tablets and mm -hmm. what he did for his uh for a person a rich person who came to get some tablets that he wanted inscribe inscriptions on um he worked all night and it was an impossible job seemingly but arkad was able to complete it and as a reward the rich the rich man actually shared his wisdom with arkad on how to get rich and the first principle that he endowed arkad with was that he should start saving one tenth of everything that he earns and that that's basically the principle that embodies this whole book and starting starting out with this arkad did do this for a whole year like he saved his whole income for a year and what he did with this income was his first take so kind of like how this whole thing keys in with like we're going to make mistakes in life but the 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 thing is that we got to take lessons from it rather than just keep you know what i'm talking about anyhow uh so he actually gave all of his money to a brickmaker and the brickmaker uh what his investment was basically so remember how i was talking about how he wanted money to work for you what he did with the money was he gave it to a brickmaker to buy jewels and a brickmaker doesn't really know anything about jewels because if he did he wouldn't be a brickmaker now exactly the thing is that this was his first bad investment to begin with and this turned out to be a huge failure and a year after that like in like the same year um Parker met with the same rich person i don't really want the, the same rich individual in general and that's where he got his second lesson it's his second lesson was that don't trust your money with people who have no knowledge of the subject so in context in um putting all of this in context um you wouldn't go to a brick maker or someone who works in construction if you were sick and you wanted ibuprofen because he doesn't know what that is basically <laughs> exactly. so so just going off of that that was his first yeah. mistake architecture what Oh uh, yeah, mind mind if I just cut in at this point? Uh, yeah, sure. You're so you're basically uh, so basically what I was trying to say uh in a nutshell is to uh update our skills uh through reading through mentors videos and just like he Mhm. And now I can hear my voice again. It's all good. Okay. So, uh this is basically one of uh, the six six from the seventh step in this book. Uh but it is an essential one that uh if you want to build a constant income because to save money you need to have money. And to have money you need to have constant income. Mhm. And healthy income 
Totally agree with that. Um, so, like, just to put like things in context, like what what it means to say one tenth of your wealth is, for example, if you earn a thousand dollars a month, save a hundred bucks. That's gonna make you a lot more money. Eventually. Yeah, um, part of the thing with the whole concept of investing money, like you could do it with a savings account, but saving accounts are pretty much like it's a slow process with saving accounts and you're pretty much giving someone else yeah um you're basically making the bank yeah it's like the bank has all the money and they're obviously profiting from it and you're profiting from it as well and to save bad in general but and it's good for people uh but in general like i feel like investing in stocks are even if they're like a bit riskier uh not like really risky option because that's a bad poor yeah, business but, but investing in something that what taking calculated risk and investing in something that yeah so something that i remember is that one one of the things that hit me in the gut about this is that actually that comes later and anyhow moving forward with with this conversation um there was a quote in this is that in this book which was some earn more than others yet all pursue yet all purchases are equally lean list down all your desi- desires and choose what's necessary control your desires and expenses so if you walk around like um in society you'd find that a lot of the per- like you'd you'd see that a lot of people are broke and it, like there's like the saying that uh goes around with college students that we're all broke college students or something like that but it's like every everybody earns like different incomes but you're all the same level of broke <laughs> why is that it's cuz like all of us have different expenses and different lifestyles and it's like there your desires and then there your necess- necessity continue with this anyhow um and so basically just like controlling your desires and spending on what actually so like just getting the bare amount of food and not going to fancy restaurants and getting that steak that you really want and not just like getting that car just reflexing or you know all the cliche stuff so not really spending on stuff that you don't really need so just like list down your desires and what are you spending on like just go through your bank statement and see what you've been spending on for the last month and reevaluate yeah. Every day, 
Yeah, that's basically the gist of it. And uh, my co-host Aurangzeb put it down pretty nicely. Um, anyhow, moving forward, um, another I like from the book is a man. A man's wealth is not what he carries, but what flows in. So make money work for you. So I feel like just having money lying around isn't really your wealth. So like, but having money flow in is actual wealth. It's kind of like the gist of what he said in this book. So you could have money lying around, like you could have like a bar of gold or something, but it's not eternal wealth because like uh that that wasn't really a good example but like just having money in the form of land or something you could have it it's not something that's like uh Aurangzeb and i used to make a joke about a friend of ours who used to earn money while he slept (laughs) (laughs) he's making money while he sleeps (laughs) and we used to laugh about it because it's Something. Yeah, the passive income, and it's it was something that we both were like really aspiring towards, like just sleeping and just having that wealth come in. And that's the beauty of our era that we can earn money while we sleep or like during the nighttime because because of the fact like how I introduce myself is yeah. one of the things that I'm really expecting is the globalization of all the markets around the world. Because like yeah, 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 yeah. You, you might be sleeping right here, but there's some kid in China that's awake and he's outworking you or he's hustling. And the, it's it's like so interesting, like just yeah. like to that you, last point. Yeah, to that last, to that Though great money making opportunities are intriguing, they may fail. Make careful in, investments with reputable and well-versed people. Prevent you first from emptying, and it's kind of like better safe than sorry. Kind of like the code to this aspect and like just getting the gist of it what we were saying before with like not going to the brick maker when you're sick basically and just like making investments with like someone like Warren Buffett or like making it with a hedge fund with like great value or something I don't know it's like probably not approachable but like having the gist of it or like at least understanding what you're getting into like i know kids got into bitcoin bitcoin when i was like nineteen thousand dollars and that wasn't really a good time to get in but moving forward uh do you have anything to add on to this orange aid 
yeah, I think we you pretty much touched in uh, to uh, everything regarding like know what you're getting into and uh, yeah. and only uh, invest if uh, if if you have an expert handling it and mm-hmm. just not based on uh, what the what you think your friends think or what you think is the hype. So yeah, exactly like you might be like romantic cuz like everybody's investing into something not just going with the flow with where everybody's going cuz we we actually had a bad experience with bitcoin ourselves but we're yeah, not so, going to talk that anyhow yeah, um yeah another um, and basically you can start small also you like many mistake people do uh, make in the uh, they invest they go big too early mhm try to trade one stock try mm-hmm. and then you can duplicate the process yeah it's like you today were like apps like robinhood and other apps that just take your cents and put them in penny stocks and all that stuff you can get started with investing straight away and that's like one of the big things of our era and for And, yeah and for australia there's this app called stick that lets you invest in us stocks and mm-hmm. paying in australian dollars right yeah uh anyhow moving forward with it another thing that this book touches upon is that make your dwell- dwelling a profitable investment invest in a house and this increases your rent money and a lot of this book has like um what's So it's like written in Latin in sort so as like tight dwelling and all of that stuff I find it intriguing as sorts you might not so that's just a head up heads up if you're not really into all of that stuff but like just investing in real estate because we all know real estate's a really good investment but just like getting the gist of it is the fact that it decreases your rent and you you can make that like property cuz like real estate going from the olden ages um it's it, it always shoots up like real estate like rarely does the value yeah really yeah yeah real, real real estate is plus like it's a solid it's something you can see it's not virtual it will stay real estate has always like uh basically made the most millionaires if even not the billionaires so Mm-hmm. even if the economy crashes and you don't have cash to pay your rent you still own a house so nobody can really kick you out so all you're earning for is like food and that's gonna depreciate this anyhow um moving forward another thing that the this book mentions is that ensuring a future income for yourself like provide an advance for the needs of tight growing age and protection of your family. So we don't really know how much longer we're going to be able to learn, earn the way that we are. So if you're someone who's not really in a position where like the only income that your house is getting is from your job and you don't really have that 401k or that retirement fund ready yet, you're going to have have to still be working even in sickness and stuff so like i don't know but like god forbid and like 
uh, God forbid, like, you could get sick or, like, uh, get an illness that restricts yeah, yeah, yeah. you. That's true. Yeah. And you gotta provide for, like, your family and stuff. And, yeah, like, just ensuring it for the future, because, like, kind of, like, just owning up to it, so. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that, There's a lot of truth to that statement, so. Mm-hmm. And uh, another thing that this book really defines is kind of like what a definition is. So like desires must be simple but definite for wealth. The more we, so it's kind of like what you desire kind of like has to be simple. So nah, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, no, it's good. It's good. So, the more wisdom we know, the more we may earn. The man who seeks to learn more of his craft shall be deeply rewarded by it. So, it's kind of like what one of my favorite um, business people out there says. His name is Gary Vaynerchuk. What he says is that with the internet, uh, our community is, it, it's becoming a niche market it's becoming niche mark it's becoming segmented by niches so if if you're good at something become really good at it because the fact is that we're splitting it up in niches and you can earn a lot in your specific niche if you're uh the authority on it in general yeah it's kind of like my um, do you have something to add on it? Because I feel like you're you're yeah, yeah. more you're yeah, more educated. Uh, on that. <laughs> no, humble. Quotes from chapter four that I really liked was that opportunity waits for no man, and the goddess of fortune favors those who grasp the opportunity given to them at the right time. Mm-hmm. So this was really intriguing. And it was like really interesting to me because um, how the anecdote for this exactly went was the fact that there was this, there was a son and basically he didn't invest in, an, in a real estate opportunity when he could have. And yeah. that real estate opportunity could have brought him a lot of uh fortune i guess yeah. i don't know yeah. 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 basically but it I was like it. what up Basically, this is just the fact that it's like one of those concepts. Anyhow, moving forward, um, there were uh, another story goes that there was this king and he gave his son a tablet with five laws of gold and and a few bars of gold. And what happened in the story was the fact that 
the, the kid actually lost all of his gold and ultimately regained it. But he regained it through the through the wisdom of the tablet rather than the gold itself. So having resources isn't really enough. It's the fact that you need to have the wisdom and the knowledge to be able to manage resources. And if you were to give me all the money in the world and knowledge on the other side, I take knowledge every time because it's the fact that you'd see people win the lotto or those yeah. Have. Mm-hmm. So you you could see all of them have all the money in the world, but they're not gonna prosper because they don't really know how money works. And um, he kind of like goes through the five laws of money or gold as it was back in the day. It was like to invest one tenth of your earnings in something, uh, find a profitable employment for your gold, invest gold with advice of men who are wise in its handling, gold slips away from men who invest in which they do not force money into impossible earnings, trust your own experience or romantic desires of your own invest uh, of investment and stuff. So basically like even though you might romanticize an idea, it might really not be practical because you don't really have experience in that field a, a lot. I see. I see. It's like at times yeah, when it it comes back to yeah, it comes back to basically, basically. if if even if uh, you made a lot of money and someone were to take take everything away from you, but mm-hmm. you, since you had that knowledge and the blueprint to achieve that, you can duplicate the process and do it again. So you don't need the money because you have the knowledge. But yeah. if you if you skip the step of knowledge and jump right into the money, you're gonna lose everything. Lose everything. You're not gonna you're know. Not gonna know. And and because it, it was just the good luck that you like got that money, for example, by winning the lotto. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So so the knowledge uh, to understand how money works and how to keep it, not just save it, mm-hmm. or keep multiplying it, is of the essence. Uh, totally agree. Yeah, and it's interesting that you said that because while you were saying that, a thought uh, came to my head, which was another lesson from this book, is that earning money is hard, but spending money, like, you can, like, earning the smallest of dimes can be the hardest thing at times, but spending the biggest amounts is, like, they could go in a minute because that's... That's pretty much one of the laws of money or gold as it was back then. Yeah, and that's wh- and that's why much of the wealth is controlled it's by the top eighty percent because they, mm-hmm. they 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 don't waste it. They know how to keep it and then keep on building on that wealth. Whereas the twenty percent, uh, the remainder, well, the those are the majority of the people that that find it very easy to lose money because they're just trying to. Uh, impress other people, buy stuff that they don't need, and uh, they basically they don't understand the fundamental principle. And this is what the book teaches, right? Teaches, right? So mm-hmm. the five laws of gold, you can just replace the gold with the money, and it works. It works just Yeah, I really, I really like the fact that you put in all the stats in there. And, yeah. um, 
kind of like moving forward because like I feel like putting the stats in there obviously gives you a better perspective on what's yeah, possible definitely. and what's not. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, so what was so, the yeah. next one? So the next one was the fact that a lot of us being raised in an environment where we're told that we we have to help people and helping people's people is like it's like one of the morals that our society is kind of like conjured over if that if that really fits the context of this anyhow um if you wish to help someone do so in a way that shall not bring the burdens on thyself so kind of like how it goes is that if you want to help someone it's like the same principle you that you got to help yourself first and the second thing is don't just make it like uh, a monthly payment or something and something that's coming out of your paycheck again and again and again. And that's not really a way to help someone else. So moving on, uh, on of this, um, uh, there was a gold lender and for lenders, it, the principle applies that they want to get their goal back and they want to get more of it, but they don't always do that. And it's the same with banks and stuff with people filing for bankruptcy and all of that. They might not get their money back. So what goal lender did was he set out tokens that he got from people and he, he, he put them in his plain sight just to remember his failures and it's really a cool, cool concept, but it's it's not really, it's kind of practical, but unless you have a lot of money, but it's it's still practical, kind of like where I'm getting at. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Practical. Yeah, I don't know how to really expand on that much anymore. Like you, like you, it's self-evident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Another thing in the story was that youth is ambitious and youth would rather take shortcut to wealth and youth borrows unwisely. And it's kind of like mm-hmm. how we're like raised, kind of like yeah. seeing impatience. impatience with the impatience and seeing the prosperity that money brings into people's lives and just wanting to achieve that at an earlier age, even though it money will come to us in time if we're, if we're smart about it eventually, but kind of like just looking for these shortcuts and these pyramid schemes, which are going to make us millionaires by night. And that's not really a good way to go about it because. And that's why. And that's why mm-hmm. these courses, like, they attract people and they make the people rich, the people, because they know that people will buy into the get quick rich scheme because they don't want to do the work. They just want the money quickly. Yes. So that's why these oh. many internet marketers are winning today because they're selling you a bunch of courses that you don't really need. You can mm-hmm. do the work and find everything on Google, on YouTube. It's free. Mm-hmm. But you'd rather especially, pay someone to make you f- feel good about yourself. So, yeah, especially in the era that we are living in, it's like so easy to accumulate knowledge and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I read about 
that back in the day they used to they were like eager to read another page of a book because no one was publishing books back in the day and they were all just like waiting on it but we have a single web page every second or a millisecond and that's how much knowledge is in our era and yeah yeah, yeah great stat so basically yeah i remember saying uh, uh, that i think appropriately it was it goes like this like uh, uh in this day and age we are uh drowning in information but searching for knowledge so there's a key difference right because mm-hmm. information is, information is everywhere like we're constantly being pounded by it through media social media, social media. The, internet, the internet but uh true knowledge that can help us prosperity in, in attaining prosperity yeah, well, that's hard to find mm-hmm yeah that that, that was a good point. yeah yeah and, that, and that's why i encourage you know, these self help books because they really like like this one it it, it basically changed uh, my whole perspective of uh, how i could mm-hmm. save money small amounts and like make it accumulate and uh, basically keep budget and keep track of everything because i didn't really do that at first so so yeah like all these books and all of those tidbits like change our perception of the world yeah, in so yeah it's kind of like the same way with the human progress graph like the phone that we're recording this podcast on or like all of this technology was made by the fact that newton had like an apple fall on his head and all that like <laughs> yeah I remember my co-host Aurangzeb saying the quote that you're the product of I don't know 2 billion years of human evolution or something like that. I don't remember how yeah, it goes. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, no, it's it's is that uh, basically like our mind is 2000 uh, years old, right? And uh, mm-hmm. we're ba- basically that's the pro- programming so we're actually built for survival and not built to thrive. But, yeah uh, with the information and the technology we have like mm-hmm. our brains are not designed to make us happy but with these thing available it is really easy to attain happiness and prosperity and wealth if we just listen to the right people follow the advice of the mentors and and just like keep things in perspective i think it will all work out work out Yeah um it's it's funny how you mentioned that uh, i'm just going to mention like something that i really thought of just in the moment after you said that and then move forward with it cuz i feel like this podcast is too long but imagine if we were in a in a jungle or like in the amazon rainforest or something and we yeah. just escaped like a, an attack of a lion or something like i feel like in those moments like when when you've done something that you thought you would have never escaped you you kind of like have that moment where you're like truly happy kind of like yeah. that sense of relief and kind of like so i feel like that really to the way that you said that humans are built for survival and all of that stuff but anyhow moving forward um the same pre- how much how much of this book is left really because i think we'll be well over the time limit yeah but it's our first podcast so we'll let it slide for the first one anyhow we're we're about like 70% done we have like 30% of it left but okay 
so you when you're lending money you should lend some lend it to someone who wants to earn money and who knows his craft so and it's better to be a little cautious than have a great regret so yeah these, these are basics basic things anyhow um back in the day um impregnable walls of the bab of babylon were compared to the insurance and saving accounts today basically the walls are compared to insurance and saving accounts of our age as tragedy can strike at any time as as the as the anecdote went babylon was attacked and the walls saved them so basically the author really wants us to invest in insurance and saving accounts so if at any time the economy crashes or we're bedridden we still have a way to provide for ourselves and all of that stuff so preparing for the future before it comes stoic for a life <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, that that's a good over stoic we'll get to that discussion later like the stoic versus epicurean thing mhm yeah it's But, it's all in hey yo, we we just want to finish this up for you guys and for ourselves as well cuz i feel like we should have had a smaller discussion on this but yeah we we we're, we're trying we are basically digressing but uh yeah what what what, what is the last most important pick up right. from this book all right so kind of like we still haven't really finished it but a few points i'm just going to go over them real fast it's like the hungrier one the because, become... because we went over the good ones right mhm we're pretty much like but i just want to go over the last ones sure, just sure. uh from chapter 8 one of the points was the hungrier the hungrier one becomes the clearer one's mind so it's basically the more hungry you are for something the clearer you'll see your goal in a sense yeah, yeah. if a man has a soul of a slave you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah go sorry, ahead sorry 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 because uh because like you you know you know what your target is and you know what your goal is so you have something to hit on because when you can't see your target what are you going to hit on mhm yeah uh, it's kind of like you don't have anything left like when you're hungry you're going to find food no matter what you're going to try and find it that's the thing yes. so, so you want it bad enough you got to want it bad enough as you want to breathe eric thomas <laughs> Okay. Right. Um, if a man has a soul of a slave he'll become one no matter what his birthright was so it's yeah. basically all about um self awareness and what you're actually good at so kind of like how you're destined to become something yes kind of, you you kind of carve your own destiny but it's kind of like if if you're really an entrepreneur you're going to make it but if you're not you're you know you're not going to make it and yeah, you you're going to you, you won't try hard enough you'll quit early mm-hmm. you won't and all and all of the cliche stuff that we keep hearing on like if you're a true entrepreneur you got to work hard and all that stuff, stuff. mhm yeah uh, yeah I think people just want to play it safe. Yeah. Yeah, they don't want to take on the risk of but I think that's a whole another dis- whole lot of discussion. 
for some other time because uh, the employee versus entrepreneur mindset that's like a 4 hour 4 hour talk minimum <laughs> yeah we'll get to that as well anyhow um so in con- so we'll wrap this up uh, do you have any like concluding points of uh, like just a quick summary of what we learned in this book um some some stuff left that i want to keep mention uh mention this book real fast i'm i'm just going to go through them like really really fast um okay. where you can find determination you can find a way persistence is key and was able to pay off his debt just because he was persistent enough um there was this story where he was a, a, a slave and he convinced his master to let him work on the sides mm-hmm. and basically his side led to his freedom and all of that stuff and yeah one of the one of the quotes from like the last chapter was be settling be setting a man like a whirlwind driving him like whose course none can create whose destiny no one can predict so it's like life is unpredictable and our problems are going to come like a storm but we're going to deal with them um you you want to Aurangzeb, do you want to um, expand on like the major principles from the? Okay, let's wrap this up. So, so just ending uh, this book in uh, basically uh, ending, ending it with the main key points that you guys can take away and really benefit from. start saving want yeah. of every income you earn every income you earn just put 1/10th of it in a sacred account and don't touch it don't touch it and once and after a year yeah and after a year check how much you have and in the meantime keep updating your skill set so basically if you uh, for example if you uh, landscape uh, if you landscape and you use that income and invest in one and that will you keep learning become the best landscaper there is right learn everything there is to know and then once you have sufficient knowledge then you can even uh, like invest in something you know for example you landscape you know something about rental properties right and uh, and you were intrigued by it. and in the year you accumulated enough knowledge to be sufficient on it. or you know someone who is a real estate investor and you form a partnership with them. so that sort of deal will lead to riches because a your thinking in what you know that or someone you know who is proficient in the matter so this will create a second income stream stream while you can work on your landscape and you will get passive income so so yeah so just even if you just follow these two steps and uh, you're going to avoid a lot of mistakes because as the great saying goes Kind of like to remind you of yourself, because one of the things that I learned is that 
once you start speaking about a certain subject, even if you've read a book, if you don't start talking, implementing, all the, yeah, implementing, yeah. implementing the lessons into your life or speaking the lessons, you're gonna forget them eventually. And yeah, that's a that's a that's an awesome point. I, I I actually forgot about that part. So yeah, implementation is everything. So you you just don't read a book. But just for the sake of reading it, you implement the principles because you. It, this is also a form of learning from the mentors. So uh, I guess we'll wrap this up. Uh, it's a good, it's yeah. a great book. It's a small. Uh, you can listen to this podcast if you wanna know what the key golden nuggets were. We tried to expand well, on most of them. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Say, you? And we'll have the link to the Amazon. We'll have the Amazon link to the book in our description. That is totally not going to get us an Amazon affiliate profit to this book. But totally buy it from the link that we're sending you guys. Anyhow, uh, I hope you liked it. Um, Yeah, catch you on the next episode. Episode 2 will be revealed. Unshakable principle. <laughs> the unshakable principles. Okay. I see. You. I uh, three, two, one, and unshakable principles. All right. Unshakable principles. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. Unshakable, unshakable principles. principles. <laughs> All right. All right.